Hey there, retail tech enthusiasts. Welcome to the Rising Stars podcast, your go-to source for all things retail technology and the ever-evolving world of point of sale. I'm your host, Kate Arara, Partner Development Manager at Star Micronics, and I am thrilled to be your guide on this exciting journey. Here at Rising Stars, we're not just keeping up with the trends, we're setting them. We dive deep into the tech landscape with global industry leaders, unpacking strategies and discussing the latest innovations that shape the future of retail IT. Whether you're a tech aficionado, a business owner, or just curious about the dynamic world of retail, this podcast is your backstage pass to insider knowledge. And hey, it's not just about the tech, it's about the community. Join me and the Star Micronics team as we lead and innovate, shaping a brighter future for the retail, hospitality, and cannabis industries, as well as beyond. Together, we rise. So hit that subscribe button, stay in the loop, and let's make waves in the retail tech space. This is the Rising Stars podcast, where innovation meets inspiration. Let's rise together. Well, welcome back to the Rising Stars podcast. I am so excited. This has been a podcast that has been long awaited on our side, at least. It is, as of the recording, it is February 2nd. Uh, NRF was, I don't know, two and a half weeks-ish, maybe more like three weeks ago, Um, but in usual NRF fashion, people got sick (laughs) because it's in the middle of cold and flu season. And then, of course, I had the opportunity and pleasure to go to the RSPA Inspire event in Puerto Rico. So then I was gone. So we are now getting back to it. So today's episode is going to be more around the around NRF 2024, but not only just about that, but just kind of some overall trends that we are seeing in the retail and hospitality industries. I am joined by my team members here at Star Micronics. Um, so we're kind of, it's a, it's an internal podcast this time around, um, but I'm excited to have these guests on. So I'm going to go ahead and let y'all introduce yourselves. So in alphabetical order by last name, John Levin, I'll let you introduce yourself. What do you do at Star Micronics and tell us a little about yourself. Hi, Kate. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm, I'm the director of product management at Star. So I have a few different teams. Uh, it's kind of all the, the technical parts of the organization, right? The product team, um, what we call our integration team that I think a lot of people are familiar with. And that's the team that works with all of our ISV partners. Uh, and I, I work with all of the support or quality organization as well. So making sure everything works and making sure we have the uh, the right products in the in the mix. Awesome. All right, Christoph. You're up. Thank you, Kate. Uh, yeah, I'm the global director of business development. Then uh, I'm kind of heading uh, the marketing part of Star Micronics, so business development, of course, and uh, try to see where are the trends, what are the features that are needed, and, and find the best partner to work uh, with Star, uh, not only nationally, but globally. Awesome. So it's interesting, too, because, Christoph, you are over the global side, not just North America and South America, but I think this will be an interesting perspective. So for those of those those of you who are listening that 
don't know NRF, maybe weren't able to attend because of just a badge to walk the show is extremely expensive. Um, or you just weren't able to go, maybe you got sick, who knows? Um, but it, NRF is a global show. People come from all over. I start personally, we have representatives from Europe, Japan, um, everywhere. It's like an all hands on deck event for us. And we, it was very successful for star. Wouldn't you say so? Uh, yeah. There are over a hundred countries showing up at NRF. Then um, yeah, it's definitely a global show. Well, I want to go ahead and kick it off. And this, you know, again, we're going to kind of cover mainly the technologies and trends that we saw at NRF and what we're seeing in 2024. Um, so, John, going to you on this, what were some of the most innovative technologies that you saw at the show? Yeah, you know, I was kind of reviewing my notes and thinking about all the technology I saw on the show one of the things I really liked and I saw you know certainly it's not anything necessarily new but I saw a lot more versions or iterations of it was kind of camera or video based technology taking advantage of the advances in AI to deliver all sorts of different solutions right so I saw thing you know uh, many more uh, versions of just walkout technology using cameras to kind of people walk into a store grab something kind of the Amazon go experience right making that available for for anybody um, and down to inventory management using cameras to kind of understand what's on the store shelf what's moving what people are doing with those what's you know are they grabbing it looking at it putting it back checking the price and putting it back maybe um so the, the technology is really interesting but what really interested me was cameras are relatively inexpensive right so the fact that really all the meat all the 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 power of what's happening is in the cloud is kind of a democratizing thing. So, you know, certainly Star works with all sorts of merchants, right? From SMBs all the way up to the enterprise. Uh, so I'm always interested in what can go, you know, from the enterprise down to SMB or vice versa. Uh, and I can imagine these types of technologies that you think are so enterprise moving down to, to more of a, a smaller business solution in some form maybe not exactly you know like the amazon go experience but some version of that because really the the physical infrastructure the cameras and things like that are not so expensive right um so that was interesting to me i think there's there's something there there's some some future there throughout the whole market do you have anything to add about that christoph did you kind of notice the same thing about the cameras yeah actually it Yes, because I feel like one of the big technologies that was trying to to answer some of the loss prevention, and the camera is one. The other one was the RFID, and it's kind of moving from one to the other, and you don't know when the RFID is better. Like if you're a retailer that have a specific brand, if you are a brand, then maybe RFID is better. If you are a retailer with multiple brands that you can't maybe have all your product with RFID tag, then maybe camera is better. Then, yes, I think these uh, these um, customers, the end users, the, the, the shopper support 
uh, is it really to help them or to save to help the retailer? I think there's there's actually some very interesting technology coming up. Maybe in the in the future we're gonna see like a, a mix of the two. Um, yes, very interesting. I think you're very right, Christoph. I talked to one of our our uh, big software partners that deals with a lot of big retail <laughs> chains, big retail brands. Um, and they said one of the, the biggest messages they got at NRF from their customer base was we want RFID, right? And not RFID for, for checkout, but RFID for inventory management. Um, but it's, it's like you said, it's, it's hard to implement if you're not a big enterprise business or you don't have the power uh, over, over your supply chain to make sure that everything is arriving RFID tagged and ready to go, right? So, you know, I think you're right. I think there's going to be some blend of camera-based technology, RFID, other things that, you know, we, we haven't seen yet. Um, but clearly there's a, a challenge there that retailers are trying to solve in understanding their inventory. And I think a big part of that is the shift towards the more omni-channel, more online, off-premise ordering. Um, that just makes that kind of understanding where your inventory is that much more important. I think it's interesting that you mentioned the loss prevention, Christoph, because that was something I actually talked to uh, hopefully a potential partner about that whole scenario about loss prevention. And it was, it was interesting just watching, getting a demo of the software where it literally is kind of like the minority report, you know, it's like <laughs> preventing the 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 theft before it actually happens and it's a it's a it's a very interesting time in this i think in just in this not this industry in general like how the heck can you do that but apparently there are certain tells that you can see um or that that cameras can identify so we can catch these people and that's interesting about the rfid um it's i think people have been talking about rfid since i started in this industry and it's like, it's finally coming to fruition. It's like, okay, now we need it. But like, to your point, John, it's like, where does it make sense? Where do using cameras make the most sense? And where does using RFID make the most sense? Or do we do a hybrid type of approach? So kind of going into maybe the next question, you know, because we, most of the people that listen to this podcast, more of our channel, our resellers, our, our software developers, what can they do to implement some of these? What do you think they can do to maybe implement some of these technologies into their current offering solutions? I mean, you kind of answer, you know, you, what you're missing the last the third technology that was, that we saw a lot of in RF, that actually kind of linked all of that and even more is kind of the AI. You saw an NRF, everything AI. Um, as we all know, you know, data is king. I is a, like John was saying, you know, all your warehouse data, your selling data, your people coming in and all the video data. You need one more thing is the AI that's gonna take all this data and kind of deliver the right information to you. Uh, to your security people or to your managers, um, that's 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 what kind of the glue that will allow um, retail of tomorrow to really get the right information from all these data that they're pulling from everywhere. Yeah, and I think I think what's important for our channel partners to remember, right? A lot of people tend to think tech first, 
and then they look for the you know let's get this let's get the ai let's get the cameras let's get the rfid in the store but they're not thinking about problem first so you know instead of having trying to implement technology looking for a problem right you have to understand and we we touched on it a bit about the the loss prevention and things like that but you know as you're working with a business think about what problems they're trying to solve and then go to a show like nrf or you talk to your partners and you find the right uh the right technology to solve that problem or the right solution to solve that problem so if you're dealing in retail and in environment where there's a lot of shrinkage uh you know maybe rfid or maybe camera-based solutions or, or or other security solutions are the right answer so um it's not just about all right let's find the new shiny thing and then let's let's that's what's modern and new and we have to get our retailers to implement that you have to talk to them and consult with them and understand what their challenge is and work with your vendors to come up with the best solution for their particular need, right? Their type of business, their size of business, and their challenge, um, instead of just trying to grab technology and throw it at customers, right? No, I, I completely agree. I mean, I talk with our partners all the time. It's, I, I think the key is understanding what you do best as either a reseller or a software developer and developing those partnerships, those relationships with other companies that maybe specialize in some of these challenges that these retailers are facing. So number one, obviously listening to the customer and understanding their pain points. Number two, part if, if it's not in your particular skill, skill set to partner with those that do have that expertise or offering. So I yep, guess absolutely. another thing, do you have anything to add to that or is that kind of summing it up in a nutshell? No, I think it was good. All right. Well, let's, I, I, I want to, I, I do want to get to the challenges, but I want to go to AI because I mean, AI was everywhere. It was on the signage. You had people with backpacks I've never seen before. Maybe I've been living in a bubble because I live in South Carolina, but they were like <laughs> digital, what walking billboard backpacks where it has AI. There were people wearing t-shirts that talking about AI. So AI, there's, I mean, it's not exactly a new technology, but man, there's so much hype. So is it worth it? You it, or is it is it worth the hype? Or do you think it might be a little overdone? What do you What are your thoughts? Oh yes, and yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, there there's we've had so many buzzwords in our industry over the years, right? You think MPOS, big data, cloud, machine learning, whatever it is, and sometimes those buzzwords fall out of favor because they're not a real thing. They're not they're not really solving a problem, but oftentimes they kind of fall out of favor as as very you know the next big thing or the buzzy thing because they become the next big thing and they become ubiquitous and and common um you think about mpos and mobility you know that's just that's normal that's the norm now it's not the the new shiny thing um so i think to a degree ai is a bit of that right you know it at some point it would in some applications will just become normal and to the point where we don't talk about it anymore. We don't think about it as, as oh, AI, this, this big shiny new thing, right? Um, so I think in, in the, the areas where I see it starting to have some success or where it's particularly interesting in, are in areas where it improves efficiency. 
um, places like logistics or inventory management and inventory planning, things like that. Where I see it trying to be implemented, I saw a lot of this uh, kind of technology at NRF is where it's trying to replace the human experience, trying to replace people where, you know, you, you see it in drive throughs and things like that, right? Where AI could be kind of good about, you know, taking my order and interpreting it. But when it tries to pretend it's a it's a person and engage with me and stuff, it, it gives you kind of an icky feeling, right? It's a bit of that uncanny valley feeling. And that's where I see it, you know, failing. You see, you know, some of the big chains implement some some more AI in their drive-throughs and in customer service applications and then pulling back on that because the customers just don't respond to it well. Um, and maybe that's just kind of where technology is yet. We're not, you know dealing with robots in our daily lives, trying to, uh, you know, this isn't the Jetsons yet, and maybe we're, we're headed there. But um, so I think it'll be come common in certain applications. It's about the application, right? Like any buzz, buzzy kind of technology, you walk around the show at NRF and you see everyone, every little startup's trying to apply AI or generative AI to some specific something. But if you're not really solving a problem or you're not really focused on the application uh, or needs in the market, then it, it it's not going to go anywhere. So, so yes and yes, it's, you know, worth it. There's, there's definitely... It's a powerful technology that in in the camera things and in RFID and all the inventory tracking, all that kind of stuff, right? There's value, real value there. It solves problems, but it's also being overdone. You know, there's all like any new technology that's that's trendy, right? There's gonna be a lot of startup companies that try and jump on that train that we won't probably see at NRF next year. <laughs> I won't name names. <laughs> no, it's funny because um you know, I speak with a lot of people about AI and yeah, a lot of people say yes, a lot of people say no, a lot of people are completely against it. And usually the ones that are against it, the ones that never actually use it, use it. So just, you know, just do a little test, a little check and you find out what it really is. Um, and in marketing, you know, we use it not a lot, but we're starting to use it more and more and and not to to to. Um, to to complete all our products or all our content, but it's really to help us to go faster into the beginning of a project. You know, it's like oh, I want to do that. I don't know how to start, where to start. Then AI really gives you like the first support, the first help um, to to start the project, and it allow you to complete some task faster, um, maybe more efficiently. Uh, maybe sometime more professionally. Uh, you know, some of the AI is kind of nice. You can ask, well, I want to deliver this letter into a, a fun letter or into a professional letter or into a, a family, friends, you know, kind of letter. And they can do, you can do all of that very quickly. It's kind of nice. Uh, but at the same times, I feel like AI is kind of... It takes the same issue as human. It's like human make errors, AI make errors, because AI actually is kind of built on the human. Then AI is not the solution for everything. You always have to go and look back of what is being done, being written. You can't just let it go. And I think you had a very good experience, um, I think a week ago, with one of the big vendors that was offering 
all their marketing through AI, uh, Kate. Isn't something like this? Yeah, so it was a, a partner of ours worked with another vendor and um, they, it was a, a, just a, I think an article or a case study or something along those lines. And the, the vendor strictly used AI to write it. And when it got to the partner, the partner was not happy because he ended up having to rewrite the entire thing. So it's, it's, I think I've said, you know, I say the same thing. It's AI is a great tool, but it's just that it's a tool. It's not meant to be replacing human beings. We still need human interaction. Um, then again, I mean, humans are the ones doing these purchases. So obviously we still need to have human interaction, but you know, it's meant to help with the writer's block or to maybe provide just a, just a little, just to get the project, get the juices flowing. Like you said, Christoph, get the project going. And, um, I always, I always say to work, work smarter, not harder. And AI is a great tool to help you do that. But you still need to check your work. Just like taking any test, you need to go back and check the work. Did I really answer everything right? So it's the same exact thing. So it's interesting to think about wh what that means in, in the applications of AI in our industry, when you're talking about analyzing data and making sense of data, you're right, AI can go off the rails, right? What does that mean? What is the check for that when you're having to deal with your inventory management or making sense of your supply chain? You know, how do you how do you catch when it's gone off the rails and is telling you to do some, you know, order ten thousand of of SKU five and you know, maybe that's a example of it going off the rails and now you've got a warehouse full of stuff you don't need. You know, that's what's the, what's the equivalent of that check in our world? That's kind of interesting. Exactly. You know, I, I heard like some price optimization or profit optimization. My don't let AI do all the work for you. Just like propose something and make sure you review all of that being proposed because there's a lot of things happening in the real world that AI may not know. Also, just a machine doesn't know everything happening, you know? It doesn't know the weather, you know? Maybe you sold a lot of umbrella yesterday, but it was raining all day. Maybe AI doesn't know all of that information, you know? Um, but you do. Well, I definitely want to get back to some of the challenges um, for retailers and end and, and customers going into 2024. So what seem based on kind of maybe the conversations that you had at NRF or even at just, just the start of the year, as far as the biggest challenges facing retailers um, in 2024, and what can some of the channel partners do to help with these challenges? So I, you know, and I, and I kind of, have this feeling every time I leave NRF, right? I see so many cool things, so many high tech, futuristic technologies. And I, I put myself in the shoes of a retailer restaurant and I, I go, okay, now what, what do I do with this? That it, it's, it can be overwhelming to retailers and, and, and restaurateurs that are trying to modernize or implement this technology. Like where, where do I start? And one of the things I really liked this year that NRF did, I don't know if anyone that was there went into the, um, I think it was called the Restaurant Technology Pavilion or something like that, which was, was pretty small. And it was interesting in itself to kind of show the importance of the hospitality industry at, at NRF, which we see having conversations in our booth. You know, we, we talk to a lot of big restaurant chains, not just uh, retailers. So it's certainly not just a retail show, but what I liked that they did in that section of the show 
was that they had fully realized store concepts. So they had a full drive-through experience, a full self-checkout, not just the kiosk or the, you know, the store, like here's what a convenience store looks like in the modern world. Here's what a just walk out store looks like in the modern world. And here are all the vendors that participated in this display, right? So if I'm a, a retailer or a restaurant owner, I can go there and, and see a vision of what the future of my store can look like, but then understand who do I need to talk to, to to put all these technologies in place, right? All of these companies that are exhibiting at a, at a show like NRF, Star Micronics included, right? We're a piece of that solution, even though, you know, we certainly offer a big part of, of the solution. We're, we're hardware peripherals. Um, we still need to work with the software. There are still other aspects of a store that you have to put together to make a full, fully realized store, right? So I did really like that they put that together and showed retailers and in, in, you know, hospitality industry professionals what what goes into making that fully realized future business, um, and that's a I think a big challenge. So, you know, the lesson I think our partners can learn, our channel partners can learn is how to replicate that as you're talking, you know, you need to be that full operation, full store consultant, you know, working off your own skill set, working with partners to deliver that to your customer base, because the cost of it, these retailers are confused. They don't know where to start, right? There's still a big challenge to get to that true omni-channel experience through the pandemic. It just accelerated all of that off-premise, buy online, pick up in store, online ordering, all of those aspects of a business that are so critical now. You walk into a store now that, you know, the the layout's reorganized. There's a whole section dedicated to, to buy online, pick up in store. All the technology is, is changing and different. There's a lot more self-serve, right? How do you put all those pieces together? So you have to, as a reseller or a channel partner, you have to be a consultant and understand the whole picture of what a store needs to do not just sell them you know the, the best in breed point of sale system or something like that that's just a piece anything that you'd like to add to that christoph yeah you know what you know we we this year stomach cranks in, in our booth we were really um we are very busy. We had so many customers, potential customers, partners that came in. And it was funny because, you know, remember like this uh, shift to digital, uh, omni-channel. Then this year, you didn't see too much uh, at NRI. I mean, it was not, of course, AI was everywhere. Omni-channel, but, you know, the shift to digital was in every booth without really having the big things. And all the people I came to our booth actually spoke about it because this is still, I mean, even if it's not as a big word this year, AI yeah, took over, but it's still on everybody's needs. Um, we know we have some partners that started to support their retailers through um, web-based solution. Some supported their retailers through standard hardware POS solution. And then now all of those trying to complete their offering, either to offer now these web sales, those social media sales, is all these omnichannels that are happening. Uh, and, and with that goes all the cloud-based solutions. 
you know if you want to be able to sell the same product on multiple channel then you really need to have a, a cloud-based inventory management you know for all those different selling solutions to be able to access the same um inventory you know um then that was very interesting and you know star micronics we actually helping those resellers and retailers to actually do that move from the standard hardware um, legacy POS system to all the brand new cloud-based solution. And we actually offer uh, all the hardware that can make that transition much easier for a lot of people. You brought up Star being very busy at the show. Um, I know I myself. <laughs> it was hard. <laughs> get a quick break to break to eat lunch and come back and get back to work. But uh, it, it was so busy and we showcased a lot of the newer labeling solutions. We, we did last year, but this year there was a lot of traction um, just on those solutions alone. So why is, why is labeling something that some of these channel partners might need to start thinking about add to their solution offerings or maybe just go ahead and dive in and, and head into that head first. Yeah. So it, it, it's a timely question. Cause I, you know, I was talking to one of our partners yesterday, actually, uh, who, who is a paper mill and, you know, we were talking about trends in the industry and we both kind of agreed that labels seem to be having a moment, right. Especially linerless labels, um, which is a big, uh, component of what we were showing at NRF this year. Um, and he asked me why, why, why now, you know, it's, these things have been on the market in some form for, for quite some time, but it seems like just kind of in the last year or two, it's, it's having its moment. Um, and I think, you know, I think it's a lot of things, right. You know, it, it's, it's the advances in the technology, right. For, for the printers, like, you know, like what we make and, uh, and the labels themselves, you know, are not where they were five to 10 years ago. That's, that's for sure. Um, but again, it's, it's a kind of what I mentioned previous is we, we kind of hit this inflection point in the omni-channel, the digital, the buy online, pick up in store, online ordering kind of world where that, and, and again, maybe it's, it's, it was the pandemic that where it kind of hit that inflection point and, and leaped the industry forward five, 10 years. But in that world, labeling is so critical. Every step of the process needs some permanent or removable label, uh, whether it's in a restaurant for to go ordering or in a retail store for that buy online pickup in store, right? You're going, you're picking all the things, you're putting them in a basket or a bin or something like that. You're labeling that. That's going on a shelf to be, you know, pulled label later for a for a customer. Everything's got to be labeled. It's really that connection of those physical things in the store to the digital world. That's what the label provides, right? And that's so important now. It's it's we've we've really hit that turning point in the industry, which is why I think we've had so many conversations about it now. And then we, you know, because we we have all these great solutions, especially in, in the linerless label world. I think so many of the customers, because it's becoming such an important part of their business, they're just now really starting to think about, oh gosh, how do I make this more efficient? How do I make this more cost effective? Um, how do I deal with this at volume? You know, maybe peeling off a label and throwing the liner away and sticking that label on whatever you're labeling before was was fine. 
when you're doing a few of it, you know, an hour, but when you're doing hundreds of orders an hour, that's, that's suddenly not working. Suddenly you've got a pile of liners on the floor that you're slipping on and all that kind of stuff. Right. So all those advantages, the, the cost savings and all that with linerless, I think businesses are just now starting to realize, okay, this is something that we need to focus on doing this as efficiently as possible. And I think that those are a lot of the conversations that we had in our booth uh, certainly was, I mean, it was the star of the show for us without a doubt. Yeah. And it's funny, like you say uh, earlier, John, we had a lot of people from the hospitality industry that uh, came up to our booth. And, you know, you never think about it, but in the hospitality industry, those um, lineless or repositionable um, labels are, are being used to print exception. You know, you want your burger without pickles. Uh, you want to make sure that that information is on the wrap of the burger. You don't want anybody to open your burger and see, oh, is it pickle or not? And then, you know, uh, those large organizations actually by implementing this technology saved 5% of their entire actually uh, revenue. I don't even know profit because if if a person will return the sandwich because they didn't have the right information, it would go directly to the bin, to the garbage. And it was a lot of waste, a lot of um, loss uh, of revenue, and, and not revenue, but at least profit. Um, then that is a huge solution, you know, a huge saving for them. But at the same time, you see like a lot of interest in the sustain sustainability, you know, you don't have those liners anymore that you waste, like John was saying, you know, and you have safety. Now you remove these, these safety issues. Then all that linerless uh, solution brings a lot of uh, interest and, and provide solution to a lot of people. Either it's cost saving, safety, sustainability. Um, there's a lot of value to those new solutions. I think um, efficiency and accuracy are the two key things. I mean, not only did it save if implementing labeling, like the story you were saying for the, you know, holding the pickles on the burger or anything like that, um, you know, yeah, you don't have to throw it away. And also the customer, like I know me personally from, again, human being, that's, that's who's doing these transactions. I'm not going to be happy if, I have to wait again for another order, especially if I'm hungry. If I'm hungry and I want my burger, I'm hungry. I want to eat my burger. So it's it's the accuracy and customer satisfaction where labeling. And then another situation too, I've, I've had this happen before from the labeling experience on the buy online, pick up in store. So more of the retail aspect of things. If I'm doing that, it's because I'm in a rush. I'm, you know, I've, I've I have two kids. I'm I'm busy. If I'm not working, I'm driving all over creation as an Uber driver. Um, so I'm trying to be efficient. And if I'm having to, you know, go to the grocery store, get my groceries that way, get home and realize something's been forgotten, or they gave me somebody else's groceries, I'm not going to be happy. I'm going to be pretty ticked off because what what do I have to do? Get back in my car and drive back to the store when that was supposed to eliminate that. So um all great points and and it's definitely that was something i saw a lot of traction at our show was around the labeling 
Um, now let's try to get away from Star's booth. Let's, you know, the, those listening, they, they didn't go to NRF. Let's try to uh, give them a, you know, paint the, paint the picture for them, if you will. What exhibitor did you put, see at NRF when you did get a chance to walk around because we were so busy? Um, but what exhibitor NRF seems to be leading in the retail hospitality overall industry based on the latest technologies and trends that we're discussing? Am I not allowed to say Star Micronics? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is that shameless self-promotion? I mean, Star is obviously up there, but I'm curious to see if there, you know, what, you know, who else? You know, what else was um anybody else that you saw that maybe was interesting or captivating? I mean, for me, I would say one of our partners I was very impressed is uh Celerant. Um <laughs> Very impressed of this new. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not a new. It's a, it's a it's a partner that we have been working for 10, 15 years. But you know, I I always love their uh, the way they support their customers. They want to provide the one solution for their retailers. Then they offer everything, not only the POS but everything, the marketing. Uh, and, and now they're adding the AI solution part of their uh, POS uh, and, and marketing uh, solution. So I, I think that was, you know, they, they're not a new companies. They're keeping up with time. They always bring best of breed solutions. Uh, it's not something that you have to buy things from someone else trying to bring, try to make it work with your current solution. They're actually a very healthy, nice company solution uh, that, you know, I, I find it interesting. interesting. How about you, John? You know, again, I'll go back to the, um, even though it wasn't necessarily my favorite part of the, the show, the full solution experiences in that, in that restaurant pavilion to me. So it wasn't necessarily a particular vendor because you're never just working with one vendor, but the fact that they showed the full solution I thought was was really powerful. I love to see that at different types of shows and in more shows. How do we get those all of us collaborating together to show a, a business how to really put it all together? It was a very politically correct, very uh, <laughs> answer right there, John. <laughs> I'm running for office if you want to uh, vote. Uh, no, I, I, I like that because you're absolutely right. Like I, like we were saying, like relationships and partnerships are super huge. Like do what you do best and partner with those that can help you enhance your, your overall offering. So, um, and it's exciting because I think NRF has always historically been more of a retail focus type of show, but I mean, like it's always had like a bit of a hospitality element to it. Um, but it's nice that they have more of a nod towards hospitality and restaurants this year. So hopefully they do continue it in the future. And retail and hospitality are facing a lot of the same mm -hmm. challenges and a lot of the same transitions in, in the market and in our in our culture. So, you know, to, to the point with labels and all of that, right? Every restaurant, every retail store is a warehouse now. So they have to behave accordingly and they have to look at the data and, and think much bigger. So it's... Mm -hmm. Those are, those are challenges faced by everybody. So it's, that's, mm -hmm. the, that's the one big takeaway I took from NRF this year, that's for sure. Yeah. And, you know, you, you see more and more like restaurants that are starting to offer T-shirts, mugs, 
you know, some of their products, package, everything. And the, op the opposite is right. You know, you, you go to a retail store and they start to, get, to offer you cookies, to sell you cookies, and to sell you food. Uh, now you have a little fridge over there to get your meal just in case you miss. Since it's kind of a, a mixed now, uh, and we call them all store, you know, restaurant store, yeah, and, you know, and restaurants that sell um, product and, um, and, and stores that sell foods. And, you know, it's like it's, kind of, it's getting blurry now in some areas. Well, I think we have covered most of the, the trend, the technologies and trends that we saw at NRF and just in general, what we're seeing going into this year, um, I guess kind of the, the fun question that I have, and again, I know that we were super busy, but what was the best booth? Like I remember in 2023, like Salesforce had a booth where it was like almost like a jungle. <laughs> there was like these, you know, there was, there was like live, there was live plants and stuff like that. But which which booth did you walk by? And other than Star, because I know that you you're probably gonna try to plug that in, John. You already said that. <laughs> I do think it's an amazing booth. But what other booth do you think was like the most creative or fun booth, or maybe had like a, an unusual draw to it? Now I'm gonna let you guys, or I could go first. Or I'll let you guys go first. But I'd love to kind of hear your thoughts of something like that. I do agree. Salesforce, you know, hits it every year. Is very attention grabbing i don't know if there's a particular other you know company i can think of but what i always like to see is uh i like to, to feel a store or feel a restaurant or feel a real environment in a in a booth those are the booths I, i'm always attracted to so i don't know who pulled that out off the best this year but um that's kind of what i like to see i like to feel that that real environment how about you, Christoph? Yeah, um, I, you know, I, I don't remember the brand, but some uh, what I really like is, you know, the booth where you go in and you feel like you are part of a store, you're a candy store, or you're in a restaurant, or you are in a uh, um, takeout, you know, it's like, kind of, you feel that you, you're there. Uh, I remember we did some, some, um, event in the past where you feel like you were in a hospital and you know it's a bed and you know then like you you really understand how the technology is being used then uh, I, I think those are kind of the, the best uh, booths that you can find in our way yeah agreed agreed I, I did see a couple of those it's good to kind of put yourself in that um position or see you know firsthand that situation um so then you're again it's it's experiential it's like experiential retail exactly. experiential, it's experiential trade show it's like putting myself in the position it's like okay this is an interesting maybe you don't copy paste it but you take elements of that display to add to your solution offering yeah. um i don't i i don't remember the particular vendor but i thought those was super creative but there was, and I was really disappointed I missed out, but there was a booth that actually, in order to, you know, people that came in, they would scan your badge, obviously. They had puppies in their booth. Oh, well, you know, can't puppies. be puppies. And <laughs> I don't know what that makes me want to buy as far as uh, retail technology, but, you know, no. can't argue with puppies. That's, <laughs> no, I mean, it, I that's thought... cheating. That's <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought it was very interesting because it's like, oh, you've got puppies in your booth. But that's, I thought that was a very interesting draw to come in. But you're absolutely right. I'm like, I don't know how that relates. Maybe if we had put, you put labels on their collars and use scanners to scan the barcodes to match them up to a, I don't know. Maybe we have an idea for next year. Christmas. Star does have partners doing uh, that exact uh, solution. So mm-hmm. seems like a lot of cleanup to me though. So maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe we'll pass. <laughs> yeah, our, our marketing manager would probably not be thrilled, or I bet thrilled if she was picking up uh, puppy stuff. So, well, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for uh, your insights, for for sharing your experiences at the show, and um, I hope that everybody, had, if you did go to NRF and didn't get to see us, you got a little bit of a, a, a tidbit of what we had, or if you weren't able to attend NRF, unfortunately, maybe this helped gave you a little bit, give you a little bit more of that inside scoop um, that you may have missed out. So I, I said it on my LinkedIn. I'm like, uh, missed NRF? Don't worry. We got you. We, we, we got you over here. We, we're going to give you that information. So, well, thanks so much. And uh, I hope everybody has a great day. Thank you, Kate. Thank you. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Rising Stars podcast. A huge thanks to our incredible listeners for tuning in and to our phenomenal guests for sharing their insights. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, leave us a review. Let us know what you want to hear more about. Give us your feedback because it fuels our journey to bring you the best in retail technology. Stay connected with us on social media for updates and behind the scenes content. As we sign off, remember the future of retail technology is in our hands, and together, we're shaping it. Keep innovating, keep rising, and until next time, this is KRR signing off. Together, we rise.